this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. of the Hot Nerd Podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, do me a favor, head over to the website, www.thehotnerd.com. Follow along on all things social media. You know the whole spiel here. I've been back over hanging out on LinkedIn, trying to post a bunch of useful stuff over there, which kind of circles me right back to the website, thehotnerd.com. We added a whole new resource page, so all these little like snippet videos, all these little like kind of cool stuff that I'm, I'm kind of adding there and it is growing. So let me let me pause and say that right now is that I'm working on it. I'm trying to make it better. So it's just just scratching the surface. Um, but what's really cool about it is you can download all those all that stuff. So those videos, those cool little like things that might be handy for you to use totally free, free use, the whole thing. Just take it, use it. If it's valuable to you, leave it. If it's not, I don't know. Just, I, I, I got a, a pro tip from a, the awesome, the amazing, my friend Clive Lloyd. It's like, Hey, uh, where can people download these? And it just kind of hit me. Maybe that's a, a good idea. And there you go. It, it's, it's there. So check out the website. You can find out all kinds of other useful info about how to get a hold of me, you know, slide into the little message box there, find out, uh, you can book some time with me on my calendar. If you need some help with uh, human an organization performance, anything kind of safety, safety better, all that kind of sort of stuff. Learning teams, just reach out. It's just a little contact form and a click away. So let's jump into today's episode. And I know that we have a bunch going on with like this mini series around uh, us kind of taking better care of ourselves. And we're, we're continuing with that, but I'm going to go and run two two mini series on you at the same time and I'm just winging this you know this I've told you this since day one I'm just I'm just following I'm following my heart <laughs> wherever it takes me so you'll just see those things titled that way I don't even know what I'm calling this one but it's something around reflection and kind of looking back on all of the stuff that we've learned together over the past couple years. I think this thing started like end of 2019. Yeah, around like sometime. It was right before the pandemic kind of hit. And so I've been doing a lot of like thinking. And in a lot of these presentations that I've been heading around and doing and giving and training and conversations with folks about this stuff and conversations with organize, or, or organizations, words, words, I'm working on words, um, I keep coming back to kind of like these main points in those conversations, in those, in those kind of sessions. And I'll get to them in just a minute. I just want to preface this also by saying though, that this is kind of the stuff that's like, there's the given, right? And when we're talking human and organization performance, there's kind of the given, there's the principles, right? There's, there's the principles. And I encourage everyone that, especially if you're new to this stuff, you need to head over and you need to pick up Todd's book, the five principles book, right? That That's for sure. You need to dig into some of Decker's stuff. You need to definitely dig in to Bob Edwards and Andy Baker's uh, book on learning teams. Yeah, there's just like all that kind of like stuff that you need to dig into. It's, it's part of this kind of massive and much, many, many more. So for the folks out there that I left out, I apologize. I'm, that was not on purpose. <laughs> let, me, let me say that before I, before I stir anything up here. Um, but as I kind of continue to have these conversations, I keep coming back to, in addition to those things, these kind of key points. And I wanted to take an episode and go through these. And again, I'm, I'm just kind of reflecting back and back to all of these conversations. And I've been kind of going back through the podcast. So as I do this, you, I'll drop in some snippets from other conversations I've had. Uh, like today's episode, you're going to get a snippet from Sydney Decker and you're going to get a snippet from 
Todd from Todd Conklin. I feel like I don't have to say Todd Conklin. I think I can just say Todd at this point. Everyone should know who I'm talking about. Um, but these kind of things, it, it's this, it's this. Let me let me run through them real quick. And the first one is the one we're talking about today, and it's this. Start from a place of trust rather than distrust. So big one, right? Huge one. Uh, the next one for me is this. It's learned deliberately and often from those that GSD, from those that get shit done. Moving on to do things with people rather than to people. Another one that I've kind of picked up along the way is this. It's view pain points as starting points. The next is become obsessed with the things that actually matter. Another one is focus on tools, not rules. The next is stop trying to comply your way to excellence. And you can probably swap that out with stop trying to punish or beat or shame your way to excellence as well. (laughs) Another piece of that is redefine safe The next is cut out safety fortune telling and kind of the last one here. And again, this is just uh, this is not an all inclusive list and it is not really in too much of an order. I kind of ordered it a little bit, but it kind of moves, I guess, a little bit. Um, But the last is embrace humanity or or, or embrace the human element of your organization. So those are kind of the things that I really wanted to take an episode for each of these over the next little bit and dive into them. So again, today we're starting with this idea of start from a place of trust rather than distrust. And think about it. Think think back on what you have going on in your organization right now or where you started at before you kind of got on this human and organizational performance journey. Or maybe you're really mired down in that kind of more traditional approach. I won't even say safety, but just to people, to, to, to your workforces, to those that are around you to your peers, to your colleagues, to to everyone in your organization. So much of what we do is starting from a place of distrust, especially in safety. That is super duper, super duper obvious in the world of safety and health, big safety. It's super obvious, right? Everything that we do is about controlling people because we don't trust those pesky people to do the right things. Now we'll, we'll cover that up with like this hearts and minds and kind of warm and fuzzy and say, no, 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 no. It's not because we don't really, nah, we kind of don't trust them, but it's for their own good because, you know, people are dumb and we know so much better than them about, you know, the things that they do for a living. And so we need to really, really, really control them just to make sure. So it's offset, right? It's offset because yeah, like we're not trusting them, but it's because we're trying to keep them from like getting hurt and bullshit. We don't trust people. Every form, every rule. If you trusted people, why do you have rules? Um, question mark? <laughs> really? I mean, think about it. Rules come from just just having a rule on the books. A single rule means that we do not trust people around that particular thing. So we have a rule that says, thou shalt not do this. It's our commandment. Oh, it's our sacred commandment. And thou shalt not do this or else. It's not a guide. It's not a, it's not a well, maybe, you know, just avoid. No, it's a commandment and it is a sin if you violate that commandment and you will pay for violating that commandment no matter the context no matter the situation no matter if the rule was stupid no matter if in that particular situation with what you had going on following the rule would have actually got you killed doesn't matter you broke the rule all that stuff starts from this place of not trusting our fellow human right not trusting our fellow human and you can look throughout your organizations, and and you will find that everywhere, absolutely everywhere. We start 
from a position of distrust. And let's just jump over to Sydney Decker. This is a clip from a podcast I had with Sydney a year or two back. And uh, let's just let's just listen in. Sam, I think that the, what I would want to tell all the hop nerds, because, you know, this is in family, right? We're, we're this, we're this amazing community, um, that, uh, that, that, that is driven by a lot of, uh, research and insights and scholarship from a lot of, uh, uh, different people. Ultimately, what it boils down to though is we need to convince leaders and others in organization to once again have trust in their fellow human beings. Mm-hmm. Do not have systems of mistrust and accountability that run on, I don't trust you to do the right thing, right? All kinds of rules and checklists because I don't know whether I can trust you, you know, behind my back. And if that's the starting point that we're trying to get hope into organizations with, it's not going to work, right? We have to get people to trust each other again. And I think in the crisis in which we right now are, um, you see, you see both sides of that coin, right? You see mistrust and people throwing mud at each other and calling each other idiot and, on the other hand, you see amazing acts of human compassion and kindness and trust and a willingness to help and a reaching out and saying, you are my human fellow human being. We're in this together, right? Um, I think ultimately, um, if, if, if Hope Nerds can uh, help spread that message of hope, of trust, of being inspired by what your fellow people do rather than being fearful of it, of um, a, you know, to, to use the Greek words, a philanthropic mindset, your belief in the goodness of human beings rather than this misanthropic mindset, right? This belief in the badness and the right. bad motives of your fellow human beings. Man, we could change the world, Sam. We right. could change the world. What do you think? Let me add a little bit of context context to that clip, kind of going back to that conversation. It was kind of this last final. Any of you that listen in on any of the interviews have been around for a minute, you know that I always kind of ask this question of like any final or any last words. You know, it's kind of our tongue in cheek question that we always kind of ask to all of our guests that we have here on the Hot Nerd Podcast. Uh, and that was that was Sydney's ask of all of us that are out here trying to have this positive influence on our workforce. The one thing was we have to try to, however, we have to try to move our workforces, our leaders, our organizations towards embracing the goodness of people, starting from a not, this horrible, this horrific place of not trusting other people to starting from a place of trust. And he referenced some of the stuff because this was like mid, mid pandemic about some of these examples that we were seeing as we were like neck deep drowning, drowning in the pandemic kind of stuff and seeing people that were on just polar opposites ends of that kind of spectrum. And again, I just love, I just love that clip when asked what pro tip, what go do would you give us as these folks out here trying to make the world a better place to work? It was that it was start from a place of trust rather than distrust, embracing this idea that people come to work to do a good job. No one comes to work ever, ever. Like, let's just say ever. Like, because the cases are ex- would be so slim that we can just round that up and say people never come to work to purposely screw stuff up, do a bad job. No one goes, man, I can't wait to go into work and, you know, really, really, really cause problems and hurt Bob and burn down the building. Like, it's going to be insane. And if those people do reside within your organization, those that, that's the opportunity that you should probably be calling, like, the police, right? That, those are, like, call, call 911 situations. Um, that's not what we're talking about. Again, the vast majority of people. The vast majority of people that you encounter in your life have the best of intentions. And we have to start acting like that. We have to embrace this idea 
of starting from a place of trust rather than distrust and tuning, tuning our organizations to that point, right? Tuning our organizations, our processes, our systems, rather than being used as tools of monitoring and compliance and punishment. These tools that are built around the idea of people being shitheads, we have to move that in the opposite direction. We have to completely stand that on its head. We have to move all of that into this area of starting from a place of trust. Because as long as we're starting from this place of distrust, and so often what makes this matter so much more horrible is that we're starting from a place of distrust of the people that work within our organizations. But then as an organization, we're asking down through the organization or making this general statement of pretty please trust us, but we're never willing to actually extend that trust down. And that's a conversation that we have. We've had a bunch, right? We've had that conversation a bunch on the podcast. I know I've had that conversation a bunch all across the world. It feels like, and I think so (laughs) at this point of like, you can't just say pretty, please trust us and then not actually trust people, right? If you want trust up through your organization, you have to be willing to genuinely, genuinely trust all throughout your organization. And that's back to what we're saying. I hate to be repetitive, but it's such an important point. Start from a place of trust (laughs) rather than distrust. If you want anything kind of good to come out of this whole thing. That's the starting point. That's the absolute starting point. Let's jump over to Todd and listen in on this this quick clip because I think it ties in here. I think it ties in pretty good. It feels good to punish a wrongdoer, right? Or a perceived wrongdoer. It, it feels good to assign some intent to their actions, right? It feels good to say, well, they did this because they're obviously a bad person. Right. They, they, they didn't uh, they didn't pay enough attention. So they weren't they, they just were not good enough of a worker because they didn't pay enough attention. So they were a bad person. So they deserve whatever comes to them. Um, how can we move past some of those ideas, though? What, anything any advice for folks out there that are trying to move their organizations past that? Yeah. So there's a couple of things. One is you have to redefine safety. So safety is not an outcome. Uh, but that's how we measure it. And that's how we talk right. about it. But it's not an outcome for anybody who's ever touched a tool. Safety is not an outcome. Right. That's the old argument between good and lucky. And how do you know if an accident didn't happen if you were safe? Right, right, right. Right, we know how to have that discussion. Yeah. But you really have to, you have to redefine that. So you have to shift the paradigm or shift people's belief systems, which is harder. And what you're really doing, if you look at Edgar Schein, is you're changing their fundamental assumptions about right. what safety is. Yeah. So safety is not the absence of failure. It's the presence of capacity, right? We have that talk all the time. Right. right? The right. second thing you have to do is you have to help people understand that the way we view workers creates the outcome we get. So if you see the worker as the problem to be fixed, then all your responses are going to be fixing the worker. Hmm. But if you see the worker as a incredibly, profoundly deep expert on systems, they understand how systems work then what happens is you don't really fix the worker. You use the worker to understand how to fix the system. So those two shifts are really important. And the way you do that is, is you just have to change the dialogue around safety. You know, one thing is you probably ought to talk about success at some point. I mean, we just, we suck at that. Awful. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just dumb because we have so much success. Part of the reason we suck at it is because it would be really hard to track success because you need a giant database and it'd be a lot of work because mostly what workers do is go into highly adaptive 
volatile environments and successfully perform high-risk work. Right. And that's mostly what happens. But we don't really look at that. We only really study accidents and we study the crap out of accidents to somehow try to define what normal operations look like. Mm. But it's not normal operations because it's an accident. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly where my mind goes when you say that. We're, we're, we're trying to define normal by examining the abnormal, right? Right, and, th- and, we've, and we've done it for years. And that, right. So that's what we got to change, or we have to help change that. So we found ourselves back to that point, right? This kind of key point of historically, we have viewed people as, a, as problems to manage, right? People are problems. If our systems are perfect, if people just follow the rules, then nothing bad could possibly happen. And that leads us to this idea of... of, of rules and control and surveillance and punishment because we have to keep these pesky people beat onto this line of compliance because they're the problem. They're the problem. We start from this idea of viewing people as a problem to manage. Back to that kind of whole point on distrust. That's It's the same thing. It's the same bullshit, right? Starting from a place of distrust, viewing people as a problem. It's the same thing. And when I'm asked to kind of give that elevator speech, right, that little elevator pitch, I guess pitch, right, elevator pitch, I don't know, I'm, I'm, yeah, no. Um, but when I'm asked to kind of like, what is hop? If you just had to use one sentence to describe what hop means to you, it, it's that. It's this shift. It's this shift from viewing people as a problem to manage to viewing people as problem solvers. Back to starting from a place of trust rather than a place of distrust. And what led into that conversation, there's a little bit of kind of me chatting on the beginning of that, but it's this idea that when bad things happen, we're so quick to want to extract our pound of flesh from a wrongdoer because someone had a mistake, someone didn't follow the rules, someone, uh, they, they, they moved away from the process, which, where we should be saying, well, well duh, of, of course they did because they're people. We look at that as the cause. Right. And what we're really saying on that rotten onion, when we start peeling back that rotten onion, what we're really saying is that, okay, so person caused this to happen, which means that person is a problem, which actually means that bad things happen to bad people. If you were just a better person, then this bad stuff would have never happened to you. And isn't that isn't that an ugly thing to stare in the face? So Todd touched on kind of the assumption piece, and this is where we're really trying to get to, is we're moving our assumptions away from viewing people as a problem. We're moving our assumptions towards, we're shifting them towards this idea that people are problem solvers. We have to trust people. We have to start from a position of trust rather than from distrust. And we have to build our organizations around that idea rather than how we have historically done it with systems of distrust and punishment and surveillance and kind of all these other things that we just kind of normally live with. Like we, we know this, right? This is what most of us have, have lived in and many, 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 probably the vast majority of us continue to live in till this very day. So Todd left us with some really, really, really good go-dos there, right? So he's talking about redefining safety, which is huge for our organizations, rather than viewing safety as the absence of negatives, viewing it kind of as the presence of positives, or as we kind of often say, right, the, not, it's not the lack of accidents, it's the presence of capacity. And there's tons and tons and tons of different ways that we can say that. But so I would encourage you to go back and listen through that clip just again and kind of pull some of that stuff out. That's how we can start to influence this thing in the direction that we want to go. And I, I'm going to stop ranting because I'm kind of ranting as I kind of continue down this path, but it's super important to me, right? And it should be very important to you that we move towards this idea of trust being our organization's kind of neutral 
position. That's, that should be neutral, right? Trust should be right where we start from forever, always, and on and on and on and on and on. But I'll leave you with this question, and then we'll kind of try to wrap this up. Um, and maybe a couple questions. I don't know. I'll see what comes to me. I'm winging this thing. You, you know this. If you've been around for more than a couple episodes, you know that I'm just winging this. Or, you know, in, in the proper way, I call this a thought exploration, which means I sit down, hit record, and just kind of see what happens. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Um, but I'll leave you with the same question that I leave so many organizations or so many folks when I'm having uh, or doing these sessions or kind of having these conversations uh, with executives and leaders and, and whoever, right? Whoever. And especially with leaders, this question always, this is always kind of like a go-to kind of throw out there provocative question for me because we always find ourselves in this conversation, right? And we always kind of find ourselves in this position of talking about how we don't trust people and how that's good because people are always, you know, people are bad and people are always trying to get something over on the company and people need these mechanisms of distrust, these systems of distrust because, you know, people are dumb and if we don't have a way to control these bad, dumb, mean people then the world will explode, which we, you know, we all know that to not be true. All, uh, everyone kind of in the hop nerd community, like anyone that's been around this for more than a second or been, I don't know, had a real job ever. Like we kind of know this to not be true. Back to the point on the vast majority of people that you encounter are good and only have the best of intentions and would never purposely or willfully or just, they would never try to harm you or the organization. They only want to see it succeed. They only come to work to do a good job. And many come to work trying to do an amazing job uh, and they find themselves working with your broke systems and your broke tools and trying to make all that kind of happen uh, to do work for you um, when I think I, I don't uh, back to that conversation with Sydney if you go back and listen to that full podcast <laughs> Some of, the, some of the running conversation was when most of us, myself included a lot of times, would rather be sitting at home, I don't know, on the couch having a beer. That seems like uh, it would be much more relaxing for, for any of us. But the question is this, back, back to the kind of question piece. If you genuinely don't trust people, if you don't trust this person, if you don't trust your crews, if you don't trust your leaders, if you don't trust, insert whoever here within your organization, Why? In the hell would you hire them? I, I, I won't hire someone to, to wash my car, right? Neither would you or, or anything, right? I wouldn't hire someone to walk my dog. I would not hire someone to I don't know, sweep my driveway. I would not hire anyone, much less associate with them, that, that I didn't trust, right? And that I didn't at least have a level of trust for but you're telling me that you hire people that you do not trust to operate multi-million or billion dollars worth of equipment. You trust them to handle some of the most hazardous things on this planet, things that can go seriously, seriously wrong, seriously bad. You you hire them and, and you don't trust them? Really? I, I struggle with that because that, that's just not true. right? You have to start from a place of trust. You have to, if you want anything good, if you want anything good to happen, if you want to embrace learning, if you want to move beyond poor reactions to events, if you want to actually make things better within your work world, then you have to start from a position of trusting. That's it. You just have to start from a position of trust. So I felt it was very important to start with this one as kind of numero uno, as number one here, uh, because I feel like so much of where we go within our work world, it has to start here. 
Right? We're talking about starting from a position of trust, which leads us down this road of talking about creating environments in which honesty is possible and listening and being able to listen and have this kind of deference to, to expertise, right? to lean into what those people are telling you because you do trust them. You do know that they are the subject matter experts, that they are there, they're seeing it, they're smelling it, they're feeling it. They, they know the language of the process, of the systems, of all that kind of stuff that, you, that, that are part of your work world. And you trust them. You trust them. You know that they would never purposefully do anything to harm you, to harm the organization. And you're on that same wavelength, right? Because I'm sorry to continue to continue to rant and rant and rant on about this one. Um, but as leaders in organizations, so often we have this feeling that, well, oh, I care. But, you know, those employees down through the organization, they're always just trying to get something over on us. Oh, oh but I work hard. And, you know, they're always just, uh, they're lazy. They're just lazy. I'm, I'm here working 14 hours a day, you know, in my office in this conference room. Uh, and, you know, they're just out there with their feet up on their desk in the shop. Uh, they're just trying to get something over on us. And where we kind of back this idea up is when we find these situations, these very few situations where someone is trying to get something over on the organization, where someone is being a shithead, where someone is purposely causing problems. We take that one person that probably is a shithead, and now we manage the entire workforce like they're shitheads. And that's just not helpful because those few, right, out of the thousand people you might run across one may i don't know who knows <laughs> and if you're running across a vast majority of them being shitheads you need to figure out your hiring processes more than you need to be thinking about this stuff first probably but we took that that one exception right we take that one exception and we use it as justification to treat the rest of our workforces like shit and that, that's just the the, the the kindest way to put it is that you treat them like shit and the thing that's the funniest thing to me about that is this is that those people, the, the one in a million shithead that you do come across, they'll easily bypass those processes, those systems of distrust, mistrust, et cetera, et cetera. They easily find a way around them. So you're only punishing the folks that would never cause you harm on purpose anyways. You're only punishing the folks that are trustworthy and honest and show up to work every single day doing your work trying to do it extremely well and ensure the success of your organization while that one shithead doesn't matter what roadblocks you put in their way what's the, how's the old saying go that uh, locks only keep honest people out <laughs> it's 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 that that's the funniest thing about the whole thing is that organizations feel like they're really protecting themselves like they're really 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 taking care of business and they're keeping these horrible untrustworthy people from causing them harm and it's just not true it, it's, it's just not true so back to the point and then i'm going to shut up everything that we do in this world of trying to do safety better. And I would just kind of take this more broadly and say, um, overall within our organizations, back to kind of the more holistic approach to human organizational performance, it's clearly not just contained to safety. This is an entire paradigm shift within your organizations. If you want things to go well, if you want to do things better, that kind of bowl, the mixing bowl that everything else kind of happens in, is this idea of creating environments in which honesty is possible. You can't have that if you, if the organization, if leaders, if managers, directors, executives, like presidents, all the way up, if we're starting from this place of distrust rather than trusting our people. 
that's all I've got. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Sam Goodman, the hot nerd. Yeah, you know, you know I am. I don't know why I need to keep saying that, but I, I do. I do. You know, went back to winging it. Get into contact. TheHopNerd at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the episode, your thoughts on uh, everything that we're kind of pulling together here. Let me know who you'd like to see on the podcast, or maybe you would like to be on the podcast. We've got a form over on the website you can fill out for that, or you can just send me an email, slide into the DMs, all that kind of sort of stuff. And, 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 and if you need any help with your human and organizational performance journey, anything like that from human and organizational performance fundamentals to learning teams to culture change, support, and all that kind of stuff that you know you do as the hop nerd let me know again slide into the email the emails yeah slide i'm so used to saying slide into the dms so i guess you can slide into the email which would be the hop nerd at gmail.com you can get more information over on the website www.thehopnerd.com and until next time that's all i've got everybody bye everybody bye